Good morning, everyone. You're all waiting so patiently and so quietly. Oh, it's good to see the sun shining and good to see all of your smiley faces. And let's open with a word of prayer as we uh, go into worship. Jesus, we thank you so much that we can gather here together in your name. We thank you for that privilege and that freedom that we enjoy. Lord, we thank you that you are here with us even now. For where two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst. We pray that you would draw us nearer to you today and every day. In your name, amen. Creation cries to you, worshiping in spirit and in truth. Glory to the faithful one, Jesus Christ, God's Son. All creation gives you.
is great, sing his praise, all the earth, oh, all the heavens, cause we're living for the glory of your name, cause we're living for the glory of your name, glory of your and glorious and he is worthy of all praise amen Be 
Gaze up a mountain Be made low 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 And roll Roll Hail, hail, Lion of Judah Let the lion the lion roar, hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar, hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar, hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar, hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar. our strength. He is our provider. Always. Every day. He's the breath of life in our lungs. God, we thank you this morning for everything you do for us. The things that we take for granted every day. That our hearts keep beating. Lord God, that you sustain us that you provide for us. Lord, we thank you so much. God, and you give us the privilege, the honor to give back to you, to your kingdom. Lord, you could just do it all, but you don't. You ask us to play a part. You ask us to play our part, the part that you prepared in advance. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, you had a plan for us. God, we thank you so much for your plan, for your purpose in our lives. God, we pray that you would bless the offering this morning. Lord God, may it be used to further your kingdom far and above what we could ever hope or imagine. God, give us hope for the future. And use us, Lord God, for your will, for your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen. As we go into this next song, the offering plates are here, and you can give this morning, or you can give online at glendiveag.org, or you can always drop a check off by the office. Thank you for your giving. Thank you so much for your faithfulness.
Praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are. Claim your victory. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. For fear cannot survive when we praise you. On our side, forever lift him high with all creation. Cry, God, we praise you. Oh, 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 oh. we praise you. Faith be a song that overcomes the raging sea. Faith be a song that inside of me let it rise let faith arise we'll see you break down every wall we'll watch the giants fall for fear cannot survive when we God, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. God, we praise you. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. For fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift you high. With all creation cry, God, we praise you.
I dare not trust the sweetest frame But wholly trust in Jesus' name My hope is built on nothing less Than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame But wholly trust in Jesus' name And Christ alone The cornerstone Weak made strong In the Savior's love Through the storm He is Lord Lord seems to hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the my anchor holds within the
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just praise you. We thank you, Lord, that we can can lean upon you, Jesus, and that you care about everything that we're going through. As we right now, as we're just sensitive to your spirit, Lord, just minister to us, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm going to do something a little different here. If I could have everybody just kind of look at me, look up front here for a moment. I really sense there's a lot of individuals maybe here or online or something that it may only be one or it may be a lot of us that there's a lot of I really feel like there's an anxiety, some fear going on about what we're facing and what we're going through. And I just want to pray for that right now. And I would like for, if you're able to, or if you want to, just raise your hands for that. I'd like for everybody to raise their hands. And if, it's, and if you don't have that anxiety or that fear, then just pray. Pray for those that do. Raise your hands to the Lord right now that they would minister to them. So let's pray for that right now, God. Lord, you know, you know what we're going through. You know that, there, that, that anxiety, that grip that can come upon each one of us, God. I pray, Lord, that you would minister to them and give them peace. And Lord, as we just sang about, you're the cornerstone, Lord. We have our hope in you, God. It's built on nothing less but you. Because you are the cornerstone. And we take those things and we give them to you right now, God. That you will minister to them, God. And give us the hope. The hope. Knowing that you are taking care of it, God. And Lord, let us be able to give words of encouragement to those, Lord. That maybe they're going through something, Lord. Whatever, just quicken our hearts in that regard, God. I pray that you will minister to them today, God. Minister to them right now. And Lord, when they start feeling down and dark and not knowing what's going to happen, Lord, they just, they can remember, they can lean on you, Jesus. And you will take care of them, God. We thank you for that, God. We thank you. We want to hear great testimonies, Lord, in that regard, Lord. I pray now that your spirit would just pour it down upon this place, God. In this community, God. And then people would come to you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we pray for all kinds of things, Lord. That you will minister to them, God. Your provision, our health, Lord. And you're through all these things, God. We thank you now. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Well... Good morning, guys. It is a wonderful Sunday. It's a wonderful time of worship, and it's so wonderful for you guys to be here in service today, whether in person or in li- online. And for those traveling who may not be able to be here today, we'd like to we'd like to have them be there, God. So we have out in the foyer some ladies' coffee hosts. There's a sign-up sheet there for some ladies' coffee. If you want to be a host and be able to do that over 2023 here, please join in there if you would. 
and sign up and do that and be good. Postage stamps, if you wanted to get, keep your stamps there for um, postmark postage stamps, um, turn them to, into Yvonne. It would be good for some different ministries. There's a kids' ministries meeting this Thursday at 6.30. So everybody involved, if you could please attend to that, that would be great. Um, there's a SALT, Seniors Ministry. Hey, guys. That'd be nice if, you know, it's uh, 2 o'clock on Friday. If you're 55 or older, older, please come to Trinity Bakery and sit down. and We'll be able to share some testimonies in just an hour of time on Friday. That would be wonderful. Um, we got High Point starting up this uh, this Thursday. Uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday after school. Um, talk to talk to Beth there if you know anybody from first grade to fifth grade. That is a wonderful program. Please be praying for that because that is just a it's going really really fun and really good reaching the community. And ladies' coffee movie in the morning. So this month, everybody, all the ladies are going to meet over at Amanda Bishop's house on January fourteenth at nine a.m. for coffee and a movie. Sounds fun. Youth Speed the Light Baking, um, Saturday, January 21st, 2 to 4 p.m. So if you're in the youth group, please come and start doing some um, baking for the bake sale for Speed the Light. And then on Sunday, the 22nd, everybody else can bring your wallets and be ready to support that ministry as they work for missionaries around the world. So with that, if I could have the uh, kids... Um, go with Miss MJ for um, you are excused for Children's Church today. All right. Well, take care. Pastor? Let's try testing out my multitasking skills today. <laughs> if I end up dropping this one, we know we got a real problem. <laughs> uh, well, God bless you guys, and thank you for being patient with all the static there. What was I about to do? I, are, we, are we ready? Are we ready for me to talk? We are? Okay, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, how many are looking forward to the promised land? Hallelujah. I, it's... You know, what's, what's heaven going to be like anyway? Anybody got some really great words of wisdom? What's heaven going to be like? Just shout it out. What do you think? No pain. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's, that's good. What if you stub your toe? Does it, does it not hurt? You won't stub your toe. Well, there you go. That's, that's good. I remember as a teenager waking up in the middle of the night and having to go use the restroom and walking with my eyes closed because I didn't want to open them. 
I don't know why I did that, but the door was partway open. Needless to say, I bumped my head and stubbed my toe at the same time. It was great. I woke up real quick. Well, anybody else? What's heaven going to be like? Winter all year round. Well, that would be the opposite of hell. <laughs> well, that, I didn't say that out loud. Did I? Did I say it out loud? Whoops. That was just supposed to be in my head. Well, uh, we are going to talk about the promised land. And, and there's some really encouraging things that you need to know. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I say, I say it often, my goal isn't heaven. My goal is to see the Father. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, he said. Oftentimes we get distracted with the idea of a place, but it's really not a place, it's about a person. And the cool factor is this, the promised land begins now. You get to know him today. You can walk with the Lord today. Now, you're not going to see him as he truly is, not in his true glory, uh, but we do have the blessing to begin that process. And I'm excited to share with you some of the goals of following God and how we can prepare our hearts to enter his promised land. So let's look at Joshua as a beginning point. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses... Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them and to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory." No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. That's a pretty incredible promise. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong then. Be strong. Why Why should you be strong? Because God is with you. He's walking with you. Jesus said that his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and and that's going to bring uh, rest for our soul. It's still a challenge of walking the walk, but when you have the Lord walking beside you, you can be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Have you heard a pattern here? Be strong, courageous. This goes along with what I shared last week about that bold boldness that we need to have. Do not be frightened. Uh, that was uh, a word from the Lord today that uh, Pastor Doug was led by the Holy Spirit to share. I know that for sure 
in detail. And, and I just thank you, Pastor Doug, for being sensitive. You do not have to live in fear. Do not be anxious. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's the reason why we... Be, it doesn't say because you're amazing, because you're so amazing, you're so strong, you're so smart, you're so whatever. No, it's because God is with me that I can be strong, courageous. Matthew chapter 19 is the second portion of the main text. Matthew 19, verse 27, we'll start there. Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne... You who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. That's a specific promise for his disciples. But then it goes beyond. And everyone, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. What is our promise? Eternal life. The promised land is about forever being with God in his glory. Verse 30 says, But many who are first will be last, and the last first. So let's pray as we consider these words. Lord God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the promise of eternal life. And thank you for the encouragement that we can be strong. And we can be courageous. Because of you. Because of your presence. Because of your strength. Because of your courage as we trust in your Holy Spirit, as we walk in faith, as we put your word before us to follow your decrees and to love you and love who you are and what you teach, we will see victory after victory, promises fulfilled. And eternal life is our hope. I just pray, God, that as we look to your word, that we will find the strength and the encouragement we each need for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> the Israelites were preparing to enter the promised land, right? They needed to cross the Jordan River into Canaan. In the same way that they looked upon that with a little bit of concern because of the history of what they'd already faced, at least their fathers and grandparents did, we are also entering into our promised land. And I believe in some ways we also are going to have to cross the Jordan River. And, and it, it would be nice if God would just say, you know what, let's wait until it's a drought and there's hardly any water running through that river. And then it's just like a few inches deep and then you can just walk right on through. But when they crossed the river, it was at flood stage. One of the fastest flowing rivers in the world at flood stage. You know and I know that's dangerous. And if you were carrying an ark that was golden, that was heavy, that, that was going to cause you to sink to the bottom of that river and probably drowned, what would you do? Would you say, oh yeah, no problem? Or would you actually have a little bit of fear and trembling 
But you would be able to say, I have been hearing from God. He has challenged us to go forward, and this is what must be done. And you step into that water knowing that that step is either death or a miracle. I think sometimes we feel that way in this life. Life is not getting easier. Anybody notice this? Our country, which we all love very much, is getting more confusing. It's getting more volatile. It's getting more politically charged. There's more hatred, not less. There's more fighting, not less. There's less unity and more division than ever before. And that's just talking about the country in general. But then we have those daily routines, those challenges of life that often come across. And we certainly have many other things that we're facing. Obviously, COVID-19, when it entered this world, there's a lot of stuff that we don't understand about it. There's things that we do. But we do know that it changed the face of this earth. It changed the way we work together in a country and in a world. And some of those things can be disturbing, but we can, we can hang on to the truth that we can walk with him without fear. We can cross the Jordan and possess the land and to embrace his promise of hope. The first thing that you have to understand in doing so, you are going to embrace the truth You are delivered from bondage. Deliverance from bondage is the first point. Isn't that exciting to know that you're no longer a slave? For the sake of time, I have lots of verses today. I'm going to cheat and use my app. You okay with that? No. (laughs) Well, tough. Get over it. Numbers chapter 11, verse 4 through 6. Now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. What's going on here? Well, the people are leaving Egypt. They're on a journey. They're going to enter the promised land, and they had no food, so God is giving them miracle food from heaven. That'd be kind of neat. It's interesting that when, when Jesus was walking the earth, they all said, hey, bring us some manna. We want to see a miracle. And it, uh, the irony is the people hated it. <laughs> like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, I'm really tired of manna. I mean, how, how would you like to have pizza every single day for every meal? Now, you might think that's awesome, but after about three years, you might get tired of pizza. I'm just saying. And some of the kids are like, no way, never, never. (laughs) And you couldn't hoard it. You couldn't collect it except for on the Sabbath or before the Sabbath because you can't work on the Sabbath. So they get double portion that that day before. And so then they didn't have to work the next day. But then if you kept anything else, it turned to maggots and rotten yuck. So you had to trust God to do a miracle every single day. Imagine what that must have been like. And here they are going, hey, I want meat. But that's not all. Listen what they say. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing. Uh, I got something to say about that. The cucumbers. Anybody like cucumbers? Apparently they did. The melons, the leeks, the onions. Eh, We don't need the onions. The garlic. I like garlic. 
But now our strength is dried up and there's nothing at all but this manna to look at. And by the way, manna is nothing special. It's not a very awesome religious word. Manna. Manna literally translates as, what is it? That's manna. What is it? There, now, now you got that holy feeling of the manna. Now the manna was like coriander seed and its appearance like that of blah. What's going on here? They remember Egypt. We want to go back to Egypt where we didn't have to pay for our food, except we were slaves. Uh, kind of forgot about that little part, right? Well, let's look at chapter 14 of Numbers, verse 1 through 4. Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night, and all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. You are free from your bondage. God miraculously does miracle after miracle after miracle. Sends ten different plagues. The last one, which is a promise of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, who eventually will come to take away the sins of the world. And not only that, he parts the Red Sea, then he annihilates the entire armies of Pharaoh and the chariots and the horses, and they all drowned in that miracle and puts a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud so that you cannot get lost, but you will have your way. And then you're like, I'm starving, we need water. So God miraculously gives you food every single day that just shows up on the ground. You pick it up, you collect it, you eat it, and then it's rotten after that. You do it every single day. And then you also have water that comes forth from a rock that's miraculous, that wasn't there, but there it is. And you have the audacity to say, let's go back and be slaves again to what we came from. And the sad thing is, is it happens still today. I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. I will follow God all the days of my life. I will commit my life into his hands. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I will follow God. And then you start following God and you realize, wait a minute. This is hard. Are you, are, are you saying I need to live sacrificially? You mean my, my own ideas of what I should or shouldn't be doing are no longer valid? It's God's decisions I must consider? It's his word that I should declare? It's his agenda, not mine? I don't think I like this anymore. This manna is getting really tiresome. think I might go back to Egypt. I remember I didn't have to pay for that food. But you may have forgotten about the slavery part, the miserable oppression, 
and depression. And the enemy who brought pain and sorrow. Galatians chapter 4. Verse 8 and verse 9. Formerly when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, which I think is a great statement, by the way, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? Whose slaves you want to be once more? Another passage is Romans chapter 6. Beginning with verse 16. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey? Either of sin which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. You see, you're never the master of your own life. That's something people don't really truly want to accept. You're either mastered by your sin, or God is your master. Where's the part where I get to be God? (laughs) Yeah? Where's the part where I'm in control, where I do what I want, that I'm the one that decides my own destiny? That's a lie. And you hear it a lot. Master of your own destiny? No, you're the master of slavery. I said that backwards, but you get my point. Your master is your sinfulness? the enemy of this world, the prince of darkness. You don't want to accept that. But when you come to grips with where you are and you need a savior, you need to be set free from that bondage, you are changing one master for another. To follow God is not about avoiding hell. To follow God is to make him your Lord and your savior, your your father, your friend. And to literally want to be with him. I mean, you actually want to talk to him. I, I'm amazed at how often I hear the conversations about prayer. And it's almost always talked about in a negative connotation. Like, yeah, I, I don't really pray very often. I, I should probably get into a better prayer life. And I'm thinking, don't you talk to him all the time? I mean, this is your Father, God, friend, Savior, Lord wonderful everything and he's in you he's with you man i talk to god all the time i talked to him last night when i missed a coyote god i could have used a little help here (laughs) you really messed up dude thanks a lot thanks for laughing at me lord that makes me feel terrible so i don't i mean that wasn't exactly the conversation but But seriously, he was there with me in the moonlight as I moved the rifle off the sticks and realized it's hard to hold steady. Bang! Now, all of you that 
are feeling sorry for the coyote. Don't worry, he got away just fine. He's okay. But he's there with me. He's here now. He talked to Pastor Doug about the anxiety, and we prayed for it. He's always talking. Are you listening? Second Corinthians chapter six. Whoops, I hit the wrong button. There we go. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now, what does this mean? You heard me talk about building relationships with people that don't know Jesus. And I, I want you to understand, yes, do that. Because your friendship and your love will hopefully break through the walls that have been built against him as they see your sincerity, your love, your genuine concern, and your friendship. But when your friend is not a follower of Christ, and he is, as some would say, your bosom buddy, or whatever that means, your BFF, your, your, your very, very best, best friend, that's a problem. I'm sorry, but it is. This is going to cause trouble in your relationship with God. And so this verse is giving the warning of if you are going to be yoked with this friend, this is more than just, hey, bud, how's it going? What's the weather? This is bosom buddy. This is very, very close. This is even marriage relationship value. What partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, since this is the facts, this is truth, therefore, Go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. The idea that you can pray a prayer of salvation and then still go back to Egypt, go back to the wilderness to live the life of the world while also trying to keep one foot inside the fence on God's side, if you will, is not the truth of what God has taught us. And it's not helpful for us to think we can do so. You are free. You are delivered. Change your ways. Ephesians chapter 4. You are preparing yourself to enter into his promise. 
You're walking with him, knowing him. And, and, and the word of God tells us we should pray continually. What does that mean? That means I'm always open to hearing his voice, and I'm always ready to speak to him at every moment of every day. I, I don't know how much time you spend sitting down, closing your eyes, folding your hands, and praying a prayer. If that is a, a way of prayer for you and it works, then that's great. But what about the other 24 hours and 45 minutes of the day? He wants to know you then, too. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Now, this is. This I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Well, I'm a Gentile. I guess I got a futile mind, right? Oh, okay. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth as in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life. It's corrupt through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness and holiness. Put off the old, put on the new. It's interesting to me when I look at this verse, and it's been apparent to me for a long, long time. Putting on clothes takes personal effort. Who knew? Now, this is kind of a bad thing to actually ask, but aren't you glad I took the time and the effort to put on clothes today? Anybody? Yeah. I'm glad you did too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Put on Christ. Intentionally clothe clothe yourself with him. Well, Jesus is in my heart. Yes, but your attitude, your mindset must be intentionally focused every day. How does that look? Well, that's one of the things Jesus said. If you want to follow me, you need to take up your cross daily. Take up your cross daily. You're carrying a cross every single day. I don't know that I like this. This is literally sacrifice. Yes, Every day. This is how we prepare ourselves to enter his promise. To recognize and know that I have to intentionally focus my mind and my heart on him. You have been created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And through the power of the Holy Spirit who is in you, it's possible. Isn't that good news? You have the ability to be like him. But it takes intentional focus. To act it out, to live it out, to walk in the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. So, deliverance from bondage. So, the point being, quit going back to the worldly ways. Quit thinking like the world thinks. Number two, live to serve the Lord. 
goes right along with what we've been talking about. Joshua. Chapter 1, our text, reveals that truth. Verse 7 and verse 8. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law of of Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate meditate on it day and night. What does that mean? It should be in your heart. It should be in your very being. The word of God should be something so special and so dear that it's just, it's in you, it's with you, it's, it's you. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will prosper. That's good. And then you will have good success. How does that look in the New Testament? We'll turn to John chapter 8. Verse 31 and 32. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word and you are truly my disciples, and you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Abiding in God's word. Knowing his truth. And that truth of God's word that is in you and with you literally brings freedom which is the opposite of bondage. The bondage of the world, the bondage of sin, the bondage from the evil one. 1 Corinthians. This was actually in our Sunday school lesson today. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Beginning with verse 17. There's lots here, but I'm just going to streamline it just a little bit. He who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. I mean, I I just want you to grasp what that said. If you are a follower of Christ, you have joined yourself to him. You are one with him. That's an incredible statement. To be one with God? And so, of course, then we should flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. So this is specifically targeting a real problem that's happening right now in this church in that day and that time, but this is not a sin that has vanished. It is still very dominating today. We need to flee from those things. And the reason... The understanding, the truth, is verse 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you? Whom you have from God. You are not your own. Your body is no longer your body. It is his. For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. The children of Israel were challenged to prepare themselves to enter into the promised land, to follow the word of God, to make those decrees their own, to have that word written in their hearts and their minds, and to truly follow with all that they could in faithfulness. And the, and the word of God still stands today. We need to follow after him, to walk with him, to know his word, to let it be a part of our lives, to meditate it on it day and night. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. We are delivered from bondage. We are living to serve him as we prepare ourselves as faithful servants of the living God. He says these words, I appeal to you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You know, what we do up here in singing, I enjoy it. It's good. It's valuable. And there's a lot of scripture that talks about making a joyful noise into the Lord and the singing and the psalms. But you want to know what true worship is? Saying yes and following his commands. Doing what he says. That's worship. A living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, acceptable to God, that's our spiritual worship. What does that look like? It looks like this. Do not conform to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means your thinking will miraculously be changed as you submit yourself to God. I remember being young, learning this verse, being, not being conformed to this world. I remember thinking I understood what that was, and I grasped it, and I accepted that. Now I think of that verse in our common uh, culture of what we have today, and I'm just I'm, I'm shocked at what this world has become and what is being acceptable today. The world's way of thinking is corrupt and evil. It's distorted, it's twisted, it's perverted. And it affects us. Especially if we think it's okay. It's not okay. The Word of God teaches us right and wrong. We need to have a miracle transformation of our minds if we think what the world is saying is okay. If what the world is saying is truth. It's evil. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing it you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, meaning complete. Deliverance from bondage, living to serve the Lord, enter his promise. Welcome home, child. Come on in. The door is open. Matthew chapter 19. Verse 29. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. 
What is it you need to leave behind? What is it that's holding you back from truly committing your life to Christ? Keeping you from truly loving him. You see, love is saying you're more important than I am. I want to do more for you than I want to receive for myself. And when you begin to love God in such a way that his desire becomes your desire. You'll get it. You'll understand. And it's glorious. It's beautiful. It's peace and it's joy. The sacrifice of what you leave to follow Christ is worth it. It is. Please trust me. Whatever that it is, it's not worth holding back. First Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7 and verse 8. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. That can cover a whole lot of stuff, doesn't it? Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the presence of present life, and also for the life to come. Godliness brings blessing for today. Godliness brings blessing for tomorrow and your future. You are delivered from your bondage. Quit trying to go back. Live to serve the Lord. Enter his promise. First Peter Chapter 1, verse 3 through verse 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What does this look like? 
Well, let's go to the beginning of the church. The disciples of the Lord. We know that one of them betrayed Jesus. He went to a cross after being turned in because Judas betrayed him. Of those that were remaining of the twelve, they all died cruel, painful, horrible deaths, except for John. John lived to be an old man. I mean, he probably would have rather have died at least maybe the first few days after they tried to boil him in hot oil. And he survived. He was meant to die, but God said, it's not your time. So he had to be a prisoner and go to the island where all the criminals were just dropped off and left to fend for themselves. Sounds safe? (laughs) It wasn't Australia. No, nothing. That wasn't even a dad joke. Come on. That would have been a long ship ride right there. John survived. Everybody else died. While they were testifying and ministering in other parts of the world. You see, the promised land is not meant for now. In its fullness. The blessings of following Christ are real. And you can have peace which passes understanding. Joy inexpressible and full of glory while you go through trials of many kinds. Life is hard. Life is very difficult. Even treacherous at times. But no one and nothing can take your soul away from the Savior. And that is the blessed hope. The promise is true. Whether I live or whether I die, he's always with me. I've heard great reports of some miracles happening about cancer this week and about heart condition this week, and I'm rejoicing, and I know there's others that I'm praying for for a healing touch. For a miracle of cancer's removal. And I've seen it many, many times. And I believe God can do that miracle. I also know that he doesn't always do it. Sometimes God says no. How many are with me when you say, I don't really like it when he says no? I I don't. I like the yes. But here's the fun facts. If I choose to pray in such a way that the Lord taught me, I don't even pray the prayers that are on my own mind. I pray his prayers. The ones that are on his mind. How should we pray, Lord? Well, First, you glorify Father God, surrendering to him and his sovereign will and praying that his accomplished will takes place in your life. That's the most important thing. Really? God said that? Well, yeah. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, yeah. 
We're not very good at doing that. We're a lot better at memorizing a prayer than actually praying the prayer. But I think we can do better. That's why I encourage you to continue to grow in such a way that you pray less about what you want and more about what he wants. Because your life is about serving him as you enter into his promise. Would you stand with me as we close? I believe that there are many miracles to take place this year. I'm just excited about what those are. Uh, There's a couple miracles that happened this week that I'm aware of. Salvation prayers. Uh, I know that Dennis um, Engel had a stress test on his heart. It came back with great concern, and they were probably going to have to postpone his cancer surgery. And they went to Billings to get it all checked out. They got in there, looked around, and said, there's nothing wrong here. Nothing wrong. Go ahead, do your surgery. So he had surgery on Thursday, and from what I've heard, it's gone very well, and God is good. And every time someone prays a prayer of salvation, that's the greatest miracle of all. Amen? What is this year going to be? I think it's going to be hard. I think there's going to be trials of many, many kinds. And I'm going to walk through it with joy with peace. I'm going to walk with courage. Will you join me? Be courageous as you live your life for him. Have you prepared for this journey into the promised land? Have you equipped yourself for what lies ahead? Have you forsaken the things of the world in all ungodliness in order to freely serve Christ? If so, then you have much to be thankful for. If so, you have much to rejoice in. Yes, there's great sacrifice in serving our Lord, but his reward is more than words can say. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that we can walk with you. That we can allow your Holy Spirit to do the miracle of changing the way we think as we are willing to. As we put on the righteousness that you have given. As we put you on in our morning routines. Just as we clothe ourselves with these rags, we can clothe ourselves with something far more beautiful, which is you. And step into our day and step into our world with joy and peace and courageous hearts. As we follow you and your word becomes a part of us. It never can be taken from us. It It is resonating within us because we love your word and your truth and who you are. May this be so for every single person that hears this prayer and agrees with me in this prayer whether here present today or online or in the future listening back, whatever it may be, Lord, may it be so that we will embrace this truth as followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray your blessing on each and every one that we might go forth in courage 
as we courageously take the land. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day and a wonderful week.